Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You just hold on. We'll be dancing in a minute. Amen. Welcome. 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 Hallelujah. Wave your hands around and let me know you're alive. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Wednesday night at Landmark 2021. 33rd Landmark. Glory to Jesus. Isn't God good? Amen. Well, listen, we've got real quick a few announcements. Number one. Tonight, there will only be nursery in the child care tonight. So only nursery because children need to worship the Lord too. Amen. And no, we don't mind if people dance in the aisles or roll on the floors or swing from the chandeliers. Although we had a whole bunch of them doing that and we ain't got none left. So, amen. Glory to God. We're going to share in communion tonight. So what we're going to do, just so you know, and you can be comfortable and free to worship, we're going to sing four or five songs, and and then uh, we'll take a little interlude. During that interlude, we'll uh, we'll bring the elements out and share the scriptures for three or four minutes. And then uh, what we'd like is when, when we are ready to serve the people, we'd like you to come from the last row and come up from the last row, take take the elements and then go that away and loop back around to your seat. That way I think we'll we'll be able to, to serve everybody the quickest and we'll just go when the last row's done then you next row you'll know you can follow and we'll just get, get everyone uh, back to their seats and when everyone has been served that way, then together we'll receive the elements. So hold on to them. Don't, don't uh, 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 pop the communion elements in your mouth on the way back to your seat. And, amen. Now, if you do, you won't go to hell. Don't worry about that. But, and nobody now, and, and, and we've already had dinner, so no, don't get in the line twice. Amen. There's a, there's a good spirit in the air, Bob. I think it's all because of you. Hallelujah. Amen. It's all because of Jesus. I, I told Bob I appreciated him instructing us. What now? We know what to do when we got bad gas. Hallelujah! <laughs> Amen. I still have it in my spirit. There's something else. Lift your hands and just pray a minute. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I bless you, Lord Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Oh, yeah, Lord. (laughs) All right, put your hands down. I know what it is. I want to ask you a question. The first night, I was in the back room and the Lord asked me, do you want to do it again? And I came out and I shared for quite a little bit before I talked about a special offering, right? I've had two separate people tell me that good 10 minutes before I talked about the offering, God had already told them to give a certain amount into missions. 
So I heard two testimonies. I just was curious. Did the Lord say that to anybody else? If it did, raise your hand. Did God speak to you about that? Here's one here. And there's one over there. Here's one. Look at that. That blesses me. Oh, that's why you had the money with you that you never bring. So, so that's why we're eating really good on in the evening. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? I just love that. I know I wanted to ask you something else. Did anybody come up and encourage you tonight? Raise your hand if somebody encouraged you. Oh, look at that. I know I got encouraged. I had such a blessed encouragement. Amen. Well, that's worth praising the Lord about. Amen. Do we have anyone with us tonight for the first time? You haven't been in the... Here we go. Somebody back there. for That's what... Welcome them. Anyone else? Here's one back there. God bless you. Thanks for coming. I got to thinking we're talking like this, like y'all have been here, but, you know, sometimes that's not the case. You come in, it's your first time, and you wonder what's going on. Well, here's what's going on. Tonight, we're just going to love on Jesus. The Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. It's really, it's practice for heaven. Amen? Somebody said, what's heaven going to be like? Well, just come to Church of the Word on Wednesday night. You'll find out. Amen? Are we ready to worship Jesus? We are. Amen. Amen. Well, let's start with prayer. We ought to do that. Father, here we come, Lord. We're coming into the presence of God. We come boldly before your throne. We're coming before you to worship you because you're our God. You're our Lord. You're our Savior. You're our friend. You're our good, good Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's have fun. What do you say? everyone to find a seat you guys can crash somewhere close or convenient praise the Lord praise the Lord thank you Lord Jesus if we could bring the communion elements out we bless you Lord for the communion table for the table of the Lord where we Remember and celebrate the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. His blood was shed for us. He bore our iniquities. He carried our diseases. By his stripes, we are the healed. 
John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the whole earth. Hallelujah. Are we ready, brother? Maybe we can. So I'm going to share just a little bit, but while I do, I'd like to invite the last row to stand up. And uh, come on, everybody in the last row, you can stand up, and then you can begin to come out. Yeah, you're all in the last row, all the way across. Last row would be the last row in the building. That's the last <laughs> row. <laughs> in front of the sound booth. Yeah, yeah. And now just make your way up the altar. No one's going to bite you. Come on, up the and then And then uh, take, take your communion elements. And then once you receive the bread and the, the juice... don't like complainers and that's why we don't have no wine and then you can go right or left and go back and find your seat I believe Jesus sat around the fire with the disciples telling jokes come on they were fishermen they weren't that holy amen I may just talk out of my heart a little bit. Please hold the elements until you until you see that we're going to all receive together. Jesus did a complete work. When he on the cross said it is finished, he meant it's finished. There's nothing lacking in your life. When you approach the, the, the throne and you receive salvation, you get it all. Amen. You're not half saved. Amen. Almost a Christian is almost pregnant. They don't exist. Amen. In fact, it's such an amazing thing to be born again that the Bible says that after you're born again, you're seated with him in heavenly places. Right? Where are you? You're seated with Him in heavenly places. Well, let me take you back in story. In the Gospels, you'll find it in Matthew. You'll find it in Mark, Mark chapter 10. Two of the disciples came to Jesus because they wanted to be great in the kingdom of God. They took Jesus aside and they said, Master, promise us something. What's that? He said, the Dale Armstrong paraphrase, in case you're wondering. What's that, he said? He said, they said, Master, when you are in your kingdom, sitting on your throne, grant for us to sit, one on your right and one on the left. Where are you? Where are you, believers? You're seated with him in heavenly places. Amen? And you're right. We're on the right. <laughs> Please. So, so they come out of a desire to be great getting in front of the other 10 in line. They want to be first in line among those 12, right? Jesus, when you're in your kingdom, we want to sit on your right and your left hand. What did he say? He said, fellas, listen. Are you sure? Do you know what you're asking? Do you think you can drink the cup that I'm going to drink of? 
can you be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They had no idea what he was talking about. But he said, they said to him, yes, Lord. And he looked at him and he said, yeah, I see it. You will drink from my cup. You will be baptized with my baptism. But about the sitting part, I'm going to let the Father show you that. And He's shown us. We're seated with Him in heavenly places. And I've been buried with Him with the burying of baptisms. I've been raised with Him. Amen? But we have a cup to drink tonight. Now some of you are old enough to remember when the world was normal. I mean, I'm talking about back, back when I was young and the church doors never got locked and nobody ever vandalized the church. I'm talking about long before little plastic cups were invented. I remember in my church there was only one cup. And everybody drank from the same cup. Now all you germaphobes, just hold on for a minute. I want to point out to something that I want you to hook your faith on it. Because I don't believe drinking from one cup is magical. But I do believe there's something powerful in understanding that we drink from one cup. There's only one cup. It is Jesus his cup, his cup that is his blood poured out for us. Because a part of the communion table that sometimes we overlook is that as I'm in Christ, so are you. And as I'm in Christ and that you're in Christ, then I'm in you and you're in me. And as we cut this covenant with God, well, guess what? You cut one with him too. And if you cut a covenant with God and I cut a covenant with God, then aren't I in covenant with you? And one way we love God is by loving one another. So when you drink from this cup tonight, I want you to think about the one cup. I want you to know your sins are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. I want you to know that your bodies are healed because His body was broken for you in the bread that we have on the table. But I also want you to know that when you take that cup, when Jesus asked those men, are you sure? He was talking about everything that waited for Him. Everything I preached about. If God so loved the world and He gave Jesus... I know He'll give me. I know He'll give you. And one reason I know He'll give me is because I'm going to drink the cup. But some of you have a cup to drink of.
Some of you have a cup to drink of. But I'm drinking that same cup. I'm not a prophet like Bob, but sometimes when he's in the room, I get over into it. I want to do something prophetic, Bob. Why don't you come up here? I'm, I'm going to pick on Steve. Steve, bring, bring the elements with you, but I want you to come up. Don't spill. I know it's inconvenient, but... Oh, I'm sorry, Steve, the other Steve. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's all right, because actually, you're going to see in a minute. Come on up. Come over, stand by, Bob. Sid, I'd like you to come over here. Alex, I want you to come over here and stand by. Sid. Now, I just picked them out randomly, but what I want you to do is in a minute we're going to stand up. I'm going to want you to look around near you, and I'm going to want you to do what I'm going to instruct these men to do. You might never go where he's going. Then again, maybe you will. I want you, are you willing, to drink his cup? And give him his cup. Swift. Just, just change cups. If I had one cup, it'd be a whole lot easier. This is for all you germaphobes. <laughs> Turn around facing him. You willing to drink his cup? You willing to drink his cup? Now stand up, folks. I don't want husbands and wives doing this. You find somebody else. You willing to drink their cup? God's called that person to something that He hadn't called you. You better be, you better be serious about this. You be serious about this. And you tell them, I'm willing to drink the cup. Why? Because we're one in Jesus. We're in this together. You're not in this alone. I ain't fighting this fight alone. You're not fighting this fight alone. Nobody wants to drink my cup. No, I said no husband says wives. You drank my cup a long time ago. I don't want his cup. I already drank his cup. Oh, Sharon. I'll double whammy you. You got to. <laughs> we are one in the body of Christ. There's no strife here. There's no jealousy here. There's nobody fighting saying, Jesus, I want on your right and my brother, he's on the left. We're all seated with him in heavenly places. Why? Because we're all willing to drink the cup. Jesus said, this is my bread that is broken for you. And he gave thanks. And he said, eat. Eat and be healed in the name of Jesus. 
He said, this is my blood, the blood of the covenant shed for you for the remission of your sins. Drink and drink all of it. <laughs> now with one shout, they glorified the Lord God. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a question, to, not, not you in the front here, but everyone else in the building, a question to you, you adults. Isn't there something about watching the young people praising the Lord? That man, it stirs something deep in your spirit. See, deep calls unto deep. And this is the future of the kingdom of God and what He's going to do in the earth. So, so, children, young people, young adults, I want you to listen to me carefully. I strongly urge you, if you're able to, be here tomorrow. Okay? And I'm going to ask you guys to sit on the front two rows up here. Alright? If you're old enough that your mom and dad are okay with you sitting by yourself, come up and we're going to keep these front two rows for you. And there is an impartation that's going to be happening to you. There is something that you're going to catch in your spirit. Maybe it's something you hear. Maybe you're not even sure how it got there, but suddenly you just know something. All right? There's an impartation that's going to take place in you guys, so come expecting that. All right? Can you do that? And so anybody that, even if you weren't in the front, I mean, if you're like a young person or, or one of the kids or consider yourself a young adult, then join them and sit there, and, and we're all going to be blessed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, if you want, just sit. Glory to God. I, I, I'm going to... Uh, see, words are powerful things. And when you say them, they, they bind you to what you say. That's why you don't lie, because you're bound to your words. And I made the mistake of mentioning that when Bob's in the room, I get into the prophetic. And we started worshiping, and that prophetic began to move, move upon me. And the Spirit of God began to speak to me about different things and told me to do a, a, a thing or two. And So I want you to see it because we're demonstrating it because God wants to use you in the prophetic. It's not that we're all prophets. And let's be real honest. I want you to be real, real, real interested in this. You need to get this. See, some people are flight instructors. Do you know what a flight instructor is? He teaches you how to fly the plane. A flight instructor makes pilots. But a pilot might not ever be a flight instructor. All right? I met a guy in Andorra one time who was the rescue ski trainer for all of the whole country. Well, he can teach you how to ski, but when you're done him teaching you, you're still not a rescue ski trainer. <laughs> a lot of times God will use you in prophecy doesn't mean you're a prophet. 
most of the body of Christ will move in the prophetic because they've gotten around a real prophet and that anointing will get on you because the prophet's role is to equip the church. So you hang around your associations and you'll become like your associations. That is the principle of discipleship. That's why you need to be careful who your friends are. Well, the other way around that, if you're strong in God, your friends ought to be careful hanging around you. Because you're strong in Jesus, your friends will either leave you or get born again. All right. And if they leave, don't go running after them. All right. So prophetically, I was worshiping the Lord and the spirit of God came down and visited me and asked me. Is Alex been a faithful servant to you? I was really surprised because while I'm worshiping and singing and dancing and hopping up and down like a charismatic bunny, I'm not thinking about anybody. <laughs> oh, really? Thank you. <laughs> I still got the move. And, and the Lord asked me, has Alex been a faithful servant to you? Pardon me if I can't look at him. And I said, yes, Lord. He has always done everything I've asked. I don't know of a time when he's not been faithful. Yes, Lord, he's been faithful. And the Lord said, then why haven't you given him the faithful servant's reward? Like he was surprised at my failure. And I said, Lord, I, I didn't know. What am I supposed to do? So then I saw me bringing him up in front of you and stand right there and face me. You know all the human side of me, the jokes and the flesh and the carnality, but you know the spirit too. And this is the spirit of God because you've been a faithful servant. And I don't know what this might mean to you, but this is the word of the Lord, son. I'm giving you long life. tree will not die the roots will not wither the branches will blossom and the fruit will be abundant and I say to you tonight in the name of Jesus you will hold your great grandchildren on your knees thank you The thank you was for me. Hallelujah. Well, you can sit down.
And then he showed me Jaden. Come up here, son. I don't know you. You don't know me from Adam. Thank you. Well, I don't, I don't think you know Adam. And the Lord showed me you. You're going to be one of those faithful men. And you need to determine it now. Faithful, serving the Lord. And you're going to have to shut out like, like a horse. You know, they put those, have you seen these Amish horses? They got those little leather things in front of their eyes. They're called blinders. You know what they're for? See, you don't want to have a horse looking to the right or the left and getting afraid or distracted. So they put those on their eyes so they can only see one direction. See, put your hands up like that. See, you can only see me. You can't see right or left. You need blinders in the kingdom of God, son. And you need to remind yourself because there'll be things that will distract you. But you need to keep looking straight ahead because if you don't, you'll miss things. And I don't want you to miss them. Because I can tell you right now one thing you'll miss if you don't have those blinders. And that's your wife. And you don't want to miss her. Because she's praying for you. And you ain't even met her. You'll understand that in the years to come. That you got to keep your eyes focused. Because you're going to be a faithful man. And that marks on you. Now because that marks on you, the devil sees it. So just, just, just like a mosquito, just get rid of them. You know. Don't pay attention to them. It's nothing. It's insignificant. Your focus is on Jesus. Amen. I'm going to be praying for you when I'm up. When I do finally get to be an old man. I'm going to remember. All right. Amen. You can go sit down. Hallelujah. Now that's pretty easy. <clears throat> but that's what the prophetic ministry is. And God will give you words. That are powerful. More powerful than you understand. And when you speak those words, knowing that it's the Spirit of God telling you to, you form and you shape and you create the future. Life and death are in the power of your words. Therefore, choose life. And that means speak life. Speak life. Isn't that right, Pastor Bob? You got anything? Miracle power of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful. Let's just close our eyes a minute and be quiet in His presence. Thank you, Lord.
I think Kevin has something too, but where is Kevin? You got anything? I guess that's not going to work, is it, huh? <laughs> you, uh, you younger folks that are sitting here and uh, you middle-aged folks that are sitting back there and then, uh, then there's some that are uh, like me, uh, mature <laughs> folks, all right? So wherever, wherever you're sitting... But I felt, uh, I felt the Lord just wanted to encourage you guys especially, you know, and just this younger generation, that there's a, a line of what I'll call demarcation, a line in which you're going to come to, and I believe it's going to come very quickly in your lives. And you're going to have to make a decision. And that decision is going to be to step in a place of faith that you've never been before a place of willingness and obedience to do something the Lord's going to speak to you and you're going to know it's Him. You know, it's not going to be mom or dad. It's not going to be your friend. It's not going to be a, a good idea. It's going to be the Spirit of God speaking to you with that still small voice in your heart of hearts and you're going to know He spoke. And He's going to ask you to do things, but it's going to start with one little thing and that's the line you'll cross. And when you say yes, and then you give it obedience to do that, what he shows you to do, what he speaks to you, what you know in your knower. You know what your knower is? You just know it. And you can't deny it, uh, you know it. It's kind of, kind of like you know, you know how to act right when you're around mom and dad. You, you, you got me, right? And then you know when you're not acting the way you ought to be, you just know it, all right? Before they say anything, you know it. Well, this is what's going to happen. And when that happens, when you, when you step out and you say, Yes, Lord, and you put it into action, into words, into the operatives of what he, he tells you to do, you're going to cross a line, and there's going to be a promotion of the Holy Spirit upon your life. And he's going to bring you up into a place of sensitivity to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your lives. And then it's going to be one step of faith after another step of faith after another step of faith. You're going to find out you go from glory to glory, from one manifestation of goodness and mercy and love and his presence in your life into another one. And it's going to keep growing. And the more obedient you are to him, you're going to find out that you're going to come into a, into a, a season in your lives where it's going to feel like, you know what, you're just sitting with the Lord on a continual basis and he's speaking to you. And he's going to keep speaking to you as you continually do actions and do that what he shows you to do. As you do that, he'll promote you. And you're going to find out that you're going to grow and mature in the kingdom of God faster than many, many others have ever had a chance to or ever understood that they could. Don't underestimate your young ages. Do you hear me? Don't underestimate that all of a sudden God will use you to do things that old guys might do. You understand me? In other words, the word of the Lord will come unto you saying, and you could be speaking to nations. 
You could be speaking to, to presidents. You could be praying prayers that will change and shift the atmosphere. You could be casting out devils. You could be laying hands on the sick. You could see people come up out of wheelchairs. You can see blind eyes opened up. You can see the, de the deaf ears opened up. And understand that those miracles and signs and wonders are for you to be able to minister to other people. And as you do that, it might start out with one little small suggestion that you know the Spirit of God is saying to you. And when you do that, you're going to walk, and it's gonna, your face going to grow. You say, man, this is cool walking with God. Amen? Thank you, guys. Uh, when when Dale was uh, speaking to you, Alex, and he shared that, that you're going to bounce your great-grandchildren on your knees, uh, what I sensed rise up in my spirit was that there's going to come a day that you have to look back and you have to claim that. You have to claim that long life, that promise that God gave you for a long life. You, you're going to have to speak it out. That, no, the Lord has promised me long life. Yeah, uh, some of you, some of you have heard this, but you're all right here, so I want to encourage you. You know, Daniel 1.8 says, Daniel purposed in his heart. And you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were friends of Daniel's. And they were there when Daniel purposed in his heart to not take of the king's delicacies. But it doesn't say that they purposed in their heart. It says Daniel did. And once Daniel was willing to stand on what he believed to be true, on what the Lord told him, you know what happened? His friends were able to stand with him. Be a Daniel. Be willing to stand when no one else will. And you will give encouragement to the people behind you, and they'll stand with you. Be a Daniel. There's a war brewing. I see in the spirit, I'm speaking to the young kids, the young ones up front too. I look to the left and I see, I see a war of the enemy. I see, to the right, I see peace and things that are just tranquil. And in the middle is a, is a narrow, narrow, narrow road. And God's speaking to you today, young ones. Today is the day to put on your breastplate of righteousness. Today is the day to pick up your sword. Today is a day to put your belt of truth on. Today is a day to shod your feet with his shoes. Be ready. For the war is not what you think it is. The war is for the souls of many. And God has prepared your hearts this day for people on this narrow road. 
So prepare yourself. Get yourself into the Word. Pick up that sword and get ready for a fight. A fight for the crown. The crown. What's that crown called? The soul winner's crown. God's got every single one of you in here. God's got a soul winner's crown for. Get yourself ready. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have something? Yeah, come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, my name is Beth. In Children's Church, they call me Miss Beth. But um, I was the first person in my family to be saved, to receive Jesus. And, you know, when I was little, I remember having dreams about Jesus and um, sometimes about angels. And I would try to tell my mom about it, and she was really nice about it. You know, she would, like, listen and stuff. And um, that was it. I mean, I, I didn't really know what it meant because we didn't go to church. There were some times that we went to church. But one time when we lived in South Carolina, because we moved quite a lot. We're, uh, my dad was in the military. And it was right during a time of desegregation at the time. So it was kind of... Uh, tense times in a way. People were being made to change schools, so there were, you know, plenty of black people and white people, you know, mixed instead of having separate schools. And people felt different ways about that. And so um, I remember being in this class, and my teacher was named Miss Williams. And I didn't think we were a really, like, bad class, you know what I mean? I mean, I thought we were kind of a good class. But one day she got really frustrated with us because we were, like, talking and she couldn't get our attention to kind of get started again, you know, on science or something. And it was kind of a big classroom. And she went to the board and she picked up an eraser and she just, like, chucked it at this this one kid in the class. And we're like, oh my gosh, did the teacher just like really just throw that eraser at a kid? Like, that's probably against the law or something. <laughs> like, because you know, teachers aren't supposed to get mad and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh. And she was a pretty patient teacher. So we were like, oh my gosh. And then she got mad and she left the room and slammed the door behind her. And we were like all looking at each other like, what just happened? And it was silent, and it was a pretty big class. We were all seated kind of in a U-shape around the class. And all of a sudden, one of my friends gets up to the front of the class, and he said, we just made our teacher so mad that she threw the eraser, and walked out. And I just want to say I'm sorry for doing, for if I made her do that, I'm just sorry. And he started, like, confessing sins. 
in front of the class. And then another guy who was friends with him, Scott, that was uh, Thomas. So Scott goes up to Thomas, he puts his arm around him, and he's like, and then Thomas starts crying. And we're like, whoa, this is like heavy duty, you know what I mean? This is public school. So then somebody, well, before you know it, people were getting up one at a time and either sharing words of encouragement or confessing their sins or exhorting in sixth grade. And it was, you know what it was? I know what it was now. That was a move of the Holy Spirit. Nobody told us to do that. It's something God did, and all the, all the people just started doing it. Pretty soon, the whole room was bawling. And we're all, like, getting up out of our desks and hugging each other and going, I'm really sorry, you know, I, I called you a jerk last week or, you know, just, you know, different stuff that people do to you, you know things that aren't nice or whatever. Everybody started saying they were sorry and hugging each other and, and everything. Well, this went on for like 30 minutes. That's a long time. And eventually, the principal comes in with some teachers and Miss Williams. And they look around and they are like, what is going on? And we're all like, Ms. Williams, we're so sorry. We love you. We're going to be good for now on. And we're just sorry. We, you know. And they were like, whoa. And so they canceled class for the rest of the day. Th like almost throughout the school. And we had lunch and recess and everything. But looking back, that was a move of God. And sometime you might be in a situation that's not in a church service. And you'll see something like that. And I, I'm hoping that you're going to remember this story and say, Whoa, I think God is moving. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Praise the Lord. Beth, there's a, it's okay. Too late. <laughs> well, we've had a move of God. Thank you, Beth. Anybody say we've had a move of God? Amen. Let's have a move of God tomorrow, too. Amen. We could probably go on all through the middle of the night, but I think it's time to say good night. Auf Wiedersehen. I can't sing all that. Let's stand up and have a closing word of prayer. What's that, offering? Uh, we'll take an offering tomorrow night. If you've got extra cash, oh, we'll just do it all tomorrow night. Praise the Lord. Yeah, Pastor Dale forgot the offering again. She told me I'd do that if I didn't make somebody responsible. But. Hallelujah. If you're going to forget anything, I guess that's all right. Heavenly Father, we bless you. Thank you for tonight. I got blessed, Lord. I know many, many here were blessed. Your presence is so wonderful. 
Keep them safe as they go home tonight. Give them a refreshing time in their home and their families and their fellowship and their sleep. Bring everybody back safe again tomorrow. We thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So one way we love God's how? Love Loving one another. So bless on people as you go. God bless you.